0: mean one mr grinch you
1: really are a
2: heel
0: you're as cuddly as a cactus you're as charming as an eel
1: mr
3: grinch
1: you need to see this it's uh it's
3: something that'll change the world and human life as we know it
4: he knows he's seen the light when Monty talks it's painful (laughs)
1: That's right. (laughs) Hey, you. Yeah, you. Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. (laughs) Mama says you're brain dead. Bang your head against the wall.
5: I like that, Butch. I like it. Bonehead, brain dead, we're
1: all the, same. You can't the views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio show are those of the co host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates.
0: The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host,
1: the man, Mm. the myth, the legend, the Monty Man. I'm telling you the truth, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I wouldn't lie to you, baby. No, 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 no. All right, turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay
4: a burden down. Welcome to the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show, our 2019 Christmas radio broadcast. And in the studio with me right now is Denver Wolf, Bah Humbug. The humbug, the humbug of this guy is the humbug's humbug. I am telling you. Marv R. Yep. There Denver. there he is. There's Denver and Marv right there. And Butch and Jenny. Our good friends Butch and Jenny right there. Say hi, you guys. Hi, guys. Hi. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And they're going to be sharing with us a little bit about... Uh, what is this thing about staying sober during the holidays? I mean, if there's any time at all throughout the year, shouldn't this be the time that we have amnesty mm-hmm. and we can drink and it won't go against our clean time? <laughs> no? Okay. No, not not going to do that? All right. <laughs> all right. So they're going to be sharing their some of their experience, Strength, and Hope today. And uh, so we're just going to have a fun time today. Um, but before we do anything fun, of course, we have to move into this direction. All
1: right, stop. Stop right there. Oh, okay. Because it's time for the Monty Man's yearly Christmas wine. That's oh, I mean, right. That's a whimper. Are you ready for a diaper change and then the bottle? <laughs> yes.
4: Okay, it's time for the Monty Man to pull up his diaper. Before I do that, though, I must complain about something that I have absolutely no power over just because I can't uh denver no take no offense to this but this is uh this is my wine against a form of humbug not your particular form
3: <laughs> oh, okay it, oh it might be <laughs>
4: but but no this is some somebody else so i so i was posting something about you know this time of year if you're on social media at all you post you know little christmas things and those stupid snowball fights that people send each other and they want you to send it to somebody else and you know, on and on it goes. Well, well, some lady, I won't mention her name, decided to lecture me on if I was a true Christian, I would not celebrate this pagan holiday. Mm. I would not put a tree in my house. And don't you know, I should not worship trees. Didn't know that I did. Uh, that was interesting. Um, and not only should I not, If I'm a true Christian, should I not celebrate this pagan holiday? But I shouldn't celebrate the pagan holiday of Easter either. Mm. Because it isn't about Christ's resurrection. It's about his death. That's what paid the price. His resurrection has nothing to do with it. And she just went on. And I mean, she was humbugging everything. Every little Mm. thing. And she went on about St. Valentine's Day. And I mean, just just tearing up all the and, and kept referring to if you were really a christian you wouldn't celebrate these things. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I, this was recently? Yeah, this was recently. <laughs> I was I was like, wow, I mean it, it, is this really how you want to spend your time that you'll never get back? Is lecturing so I, I made a couple little comments that were nice. No. Just, no, they were nice. They they weren't, you know, but I got to tell you, I I was typing and backspacing, typing and backspacing. Mm -hmm. I thought, no, I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm just going to be nice, right? Man, she just came back at me again. And so.
5: Merry Christmas.
4: Merry Christmas. (laughs) Okay. We, listen, most people know that December 25th is not the actual birth date of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. okay? But for whatever reason, and we're going to share this a little bit. That's the date we've chosen to celebrate. You know, it's kind of like Colin's birthday is in December, but we're going to celebrate it a couple of days before his birthday because that's when the family can get together. You know, so we're just, we're celebrating it anyway. It doesn't mean that he wasn't born, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to that poor woman... You know, you know, we talk about this. You know, people that, that people that get offended by things like that, they probably walk away f- offended all day <laughs> long anyway. And I, I just felt sorry for. Her, so, um, too bad. That's too bad. But here's here's a little information that I thought was some fun facts. Check
6: this out: decorating trees, exchanging gifts, and singing songs about Santa Claus. It's what most people think of when they think of Christmas. But for Christians, December 25th has a more important significance. The holiday honors the birth of Jesus Christ some 2,000 years ago. But we bet you didn't know that in the early years of Christianity, Christians didn't celebrate Christmas at all. In fact, there is no mention of December 25th in the Bible. Early Christians couldn't even agree on which date Jesus was actually born. It was only in the 3rd century that December 25th became the official celebration of the birth of Jesus. Most likely because it coincided with already existing pagan festivals. By the end of the 8th century, Christmas was widely celebrated across Europe. But its pagan roots died hard, and for many centuries people marked the holiday with wild parties, similar to Mardi Gras celebrations. This would lead some religious purists, such as the Puritan settlers of colonial America, to oppose Christmas celebrations. In 1644, the Massachusetts legislature fined anyone who observed Christmas five shillings, which was a lot of money at the time. In fact, Christmas as we know it didn't really begin until the 1800s. That's when Germany's Prince Albert brought his country's longtime tradition of decorating evergreen trees to England after his marriage to Queen Victoria. When an image of the royal family next to their 40-foot Christmas tree was published in American magazines in 1848, the custom caught on in the United States as well. The tradition of sending Christmas cards also started in England around the same time. Giving gifts is a relatively old Christmas tradition with roots going back many centuries. At first, gift-giving had religious significance, to remind people of the gifts brought to baby Jesus by the three kings. But the Industrial Revolution and the rise of advertising in the 19th and 20th centuries made Christmas the commercial holiday it is today. Even as it continues to have religious meaning for Christians, Christmas has a long and colorful history. We bet you didn't know.
4: Bet you didn't know. There there you go. There's some, uh, yeah some useful or there's useless. Some, there's some Christmas knowledge. Yeah, there you go, Denver. Yeah, give us a good hunt Give us your best humbug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: How
3: about that?
4: All right. So, um the the battery on this is I'm not even going to put this on, but I just thought this was That That's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kind
3: of gnomish.
4: <laughs> a little gnomish. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing, though. These these things that you pack away year after year, this thing is about 15 years old. And the battery in it still works. Now, I can't get a battery in any of my clocks to work that long. You know. Well, I guess they're always ticking this thing's awful. I don't know. Batteries die, though, in storage, right? Yeah. Okay. Apparently not that one. Apparently not that one. All right. So what is it about speaking of of, of this? Oh what the heck. Does that work? No. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um what what is up with the Santa Claus thing? And and so here's another wine I have. People that poo poo Santa. Come on. Give me a break. What, I mean, What do you mean, poo-poo Santa? They just, you know, oh, okay, you know, we don't want to teach our kids that Santa's real because then they'll worship idols. And I'm, I'm like, ugh. So what we did in our family is our kids were smart enough to know that something's up because there's too many Santas <laughs> at the mall, right? So we told them the story about, you know, where that all came from. And that these guys were just representing that And of course, not any one of them was the guy right? So I thought I'd throw this together For those of you, because you may not have known this either So check this out, here we go St. Nicholas was a Christian bishop Who lived in the 4th century in a place called Myra in Asia Minor It's now called Turkey He was a very rich man because his parents died when he was young and left him a lot of money. He was also a very kind man and had a reputation for helping the poor and giving secret gifts to people who needed it anonymously. There are several legends about St. Nicholas, and here's one that I'm sure you'll enjoy. This, however, rings true in the Annals of History. There was a poor man who had three daughters, The man was so poor that he did not have enough money for a dowry, so his daughters couldn't get married. A dowry is a sum of money paid to the bridegroom by the bride's parents on the wedding day. This still happens in some countries, even today. Well, one night, Nicholas secretly dropped a bag of gold down the chimney and into the house. This meant that the oldest daughter was then able to be married. The bag fell into a stocking that had been hung there by the fire to dry. This was repeated later with the second daughter. Finally determined to discover the person who had given him the money, the father secretly hid by the fire every evening until he caught Nicholas dropping in a bag of gold. Nicholas begged the man to not tell anyone what he had done because he did not want to bring attention to himself. But soon the news got out, and when anyone received the secret gift, it was thought that perhaps it was Nicholas. Well, because of his kindness, Nicholas was made a saint. Saint Nicholas is not only the saint of children, but also of sailors. Now, one legend tells of him helping some sailors that were caught in a dreadful storm off the coast of Turkey. The storm was raging around them and all the men were terrified that their ship would sink beneath the giant waves. They prayed to St. Nicholas to help them. Suddenly, he was standing on the deck before them. He ordered the sea to be calm. The storm died away and they were able to sail their ship safely to port. St. Nicholas was exiled from Myra. Why? Because of his Christian faith and his love for Jesus. And later he was put in prison during the persecution by the Emperor Diocletian. Well, no one knows exactly the date of his death, but his bones were stolen from Turkey by some Italian merchant sailors. The bones are now kept in the church named after him in the Italian port of Bari. On St. Nicholas' feast day, the 6th of December, the sailors of Berry still carry his statue from the cathedral out to the sea so that he can bless the waters and so give them safe voyage throughout the year. Well, how did St. Nicholas become Santa Claus? Well, in the 16th century in northern Europe, after the Reformation, the stories and traditions about St. Nicholas became unpopular. But someone had to deliver presents to children at Christmas, so in the UK, particularly in England, he became Father Christmas, or Old Man Christmas, an old character from stories during the Middle Ages in the UK and parts of Northern Europe. In France, he was known as Pierre Noel. Some countries, including parts of Australia and Germany, present giver became the Christkind, a golden haired baby with wings who symbolizes the newborn baby Jesus Christ. In the early USA, his name was Kris Kringle from the Christ kind. Later, Dutch settlers in the USA took the old stories of St. Nicholas with them and Kris Kringle and St. Nicholas became Sinterklaas, or as we now say, Santa Claus. Well, many countries, especially ones in Europe, celebrate St. Nicholas Day on the 6th of December. In the Netherlands and some other European countries, children leave clogs or shoes out on the 5th of December, St. Nicholas Eve, to be filled with presents. They also believe that if they leave some hay and carrots in their shoes for Sinterklaas's horse, they will be left some sweets. St. Nicholas became popular again in the Victorian era when writers, poets, and artists rediscovered the old stories. In 1823, the famous poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, or Twas the Night Before Christmas, was published. Dr. Clement Clark Moore later claimed that he had written it for his children. Some scholars now believe that it was written actually by Henry Livingston, Jr., who was a distant relative of Dr. Moore's wife. The poem describes St. Nicholas with eight reindeer and gives them their names. They became really well known in the song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, written in 1949. Did you know that Rudolph and Santa's other reindeers might well all be girls? Only female reindeer kept their antlers throughout the winter. By Christmas time, most males have discarded their antlers and are saving their energy, ready to grow a new pair in the spring. The UK Father Christmas and the American Santa Claus became more and more alike over the years and are now one and the same. Some people say that Santa lives in the North Pole. In Finland, they say that he lives in the north part of their country called Lapland. But everyone agrees that he travels through the sky on a sleigh that is pulled by reindeer. And he comes into houses down the chimney at night and places presents for the children in socks or bags by their beds, in front of the family Christmas tree, or by the fireplace. Well, most children receive their presents on Christmas Eve night or early Christmas morning, but in some countries they get their presents on St. Nicholas Eve, December 5th saint nicholas putting the bag of gold into a stocking is probably where the custom of having a tangerine at the bottom of your christmas stocking came from if people couldn't afford gold some golden fruit was a good replacement well what about santa claus and (laughs) coca-cola well there's a christmas urban legend that says that santa's red suit was designed by coca-cola and by the way that's definitely not true Long before Coke had been invented, Saint Nicholas had worn his bishop's red robes during Victorian times, and before that, he wore a range of colors, red, green, blue, and brown. But red was always his favorite. In January 1863, the magazine Harper's Weekly published the first illustration of Saint Nicholas, Saint Nick by Thomas Nast. In this, he was wearing a Stars and Stripes outfit. Over the next 20 years, Thomas Nass continued to draw Santa every Christmas, and his works were very popular indeed. Well, this is when Santa really started to develop his big tummy and the style of red and white outfit he wears today. Nass designed Santa's look on some historical information about Santa and the poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. On January 1, 1881, Harper's Weekly published NASA's most famous image of Santa, complete with a big red belly, an armful of toys, and smoking a pipe. This image of Santa became very popular, with more artists drawing Santa in his red and white costume from 1900s to 1930. Santa was first used in Coke advertisements in 1920 with Santa looking like the drawings of Thomas Nast. In 1931, the classic Coke Santa was drawn by artist Hayden Sunbloom. He took the idea of Nast Santa, but made him even more larger than life and jolly, replaced the pipe with a glass of Coke, and created the famous Coke-holding Santa. Coca-Cola also agree that the red suit was made popular by Thomas Nast not them well coke has continued to use santa in all their advertisements since 1930 in 1995 they also introduced the coca-cola christmas truck and the holidays are coming tv adverts the red truck covered with lights and with the classic coke santa on its sides is now a famous part of recent christmas history well there you go saint nicholas a christian bishop one who loved christ and one who loved giving. I bet you didn't know.
3: No. <laughs> you and Cecil were up way too late last <laughs> night. <laughs> uh,
4: so in the spirit of all that, and, and for the heck of it, uh, we're going to give something away right now. This is our first giveaway. Uh, so the very first email, Now, now this show will be broadcasting all week long. So we're gonna give several opportunities. So some people aren't gonna listen to the show today. They're gonna listen to the show midweek. So we're gonna give them opportunities too. So the very first email, it'll be timestamped, and here's the email address, take twelve radio at comcast.net. That's T-A-K-E, the number 12 radio at Comcast.net. Um so the very first email to wish everybody and all of our listeners a Merry Christmas. That's all you gotta say, right? We're going to send you uh, the Take 12 Radio Christmas Music CD, which includes the true story of Santa, St. Nicholas, and uh, some modern Christmas music as well as some traditional stuff mixed in with some fun. And we're going to send you that CD. It's about an hour uh, of nonstop goodies for you. Um, You must include your mailing address in that email. So send us your email, the very first one to come in. Uh, we will send that out to you. And then we're going to be giving more of those away here as the show progresses. Um, one more thing that I wanted us to, to listen to, and this is an organization we've had. We've, we, we've had some of the officers from this organization on this show in the past. Um, it is an organization I believe in. They've been around for a very, very long time. And uh, if you happen to be downtown or uh, especially at your post office, you'll see these men and women ringing the bell. And some of you want to avoid them. I don't know why. They're really nice people. They they don't care if you put a penny in the bucket or not. They're always saying Merry Christmas. They're very polite. And they do this stuff totally uh, volunteer. None of these people get paid for it. And they work endlessly and just hours and hours upon end. Uh, to bring Christmas to the less fortunate all year round. So I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take our break and come back and play some uh, Christmas trivia and give some more stuff away. And then we're going to hear from Butch and Jenny on uh, the topic of staying sober during the holidays. Not always an easy thing, right, you guys? No. Yeah, it can be be challenging. And they're going to share a little bit of their story, too, as well. So check this out, and then we'll take our break.
7: The Salvation Army. What do you think when you hear the name? Red kettles? Donated clothes? Helping the homeless? These are all part of the Salvation Army, but they are only a fraction of what it does. As one of the oldest and largest charities in the world, many people are surprised to know that the Salvation Army is first and foremost a church. It was founded in London, England in 1865 by Christian evangelists William and Catherine Booth. The idea was simple, share the gospel of Jesus Christ by feeding the hungry, housing the homeless, and freeing people from addiction. 150 years later, the Booth's mission has spread across the planet. Today, the Salvation Army operates in more than 120 countries. And in the United States alone, the Salvation Army serves about 30 million people a year. Along with Christmas assistance, the Salvation Army is focused on providing hunger relief, housing, and educational services to kids. These and other services are available in Salvation Army Worship and Service Centers. These centers are usually located in poor and crime-ridden neighborhoods where few venture to serve. The Worship and Service Centers are led by Salvation Army Officers, ordained ministers who have studied at least two years at Salvation Army Training School. It operates stores to help fund rehabilitation centers. These centers provide free, long-term treatment for people battling addiction. So, when you donate goods to the Salvation Army, your old stuff is being used to save lives. Of all the services offered, none of them can happen without the love and compassion of volunteers. Volunteers allow the Salvation Army to spend less on wages and more on serving people. There are about three million Salvation Army volunteers in the United States. Not surprisingly, the Salvation Army also needs cash donations to operate. In the U.S., more than $3 billion per year is raised. About $140 million of this comes from kettle donations in the six weeks before Christmas. America's favorite charity shares the gospel of Jesus Christ, offering its services to millions without discrimination. In the words of William Booth, The Salvation Army stands for hope that when every other light is extinguished and every other star has gone down, this one gleams shines steadily and clearly out in the darkened sky. If only I could get to the Salvation Army, they will do something for me. The Salvation Army, doing the most good.
4: All right, we'll be back
8: right after this. Don't go away.
7: Hey, check it out.
8: The best in recovery talk and positive music radio is now available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, and Podomatic. Simply visit any of these platforms and search for Take 12 Recovery Radio. Listen and download hundreds of our shows for fun and for free. Also available at Take12Radio.com.
1: Just last year when I was only seven Now I'm almost eight as you can see You came
4: Mr. John Denver with like iconic song, Please, Daddy, Don't Get Truck This Christmas. Good advice. Maybe not as easy as said, however. A lot of people experiencing um, the opposite of sobriety during the holidays. And uh, Butch and Jenny are going to share with us here in a minute. But first, we're going to play a little Christmas trivia. You guys ready to, to try this out? What do you think? Huh? huh? Got to test your christmas knowledge
2: <laughs> a, a,
4: a little bit okay so uh we'll get we'll give uh we'll give uh, jenny the um the first crack at answering answering this first one all right uh but we got to do a little intro to this don't we little trivia intro ready go go there we go <laughs> and now and now It's the
1: Quiz of the Week.
4: Smile, Denver.
1: (laughs) That's right, everybody. It's time for Take 12 Radio's Quiz of the Week. Sponsored by that recovery magazine, the 12-Step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. All right. Now, here's the money dance.
4: All righty. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna ask uh four of these questions and we're gonna give you all a chance to answer. And then the fifth one goes to the listeners. We're not gonna give you the answer to that one uh until we announce the winner next week. So, uh or on our next show rather. So question number one goes to Jenny. Okay, how many ghosts show up in the Charles Dickens oh, 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 a Christmas carol? Wow. <laughs>
3: Didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> did
0: I don't know that I've seen that movie. Um,
4: that's Ebenezer Scrooge and Bob Marley. Bob Marley? Wait a minute, no. No, no that's, not, that's the. Guy. You got something mixed <laughs> up here, dude. Yeah, You've been in there too long.
2: <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah,
3: I have no
4: idea. Something Marley. Marley. Is, yeah, yeah. Is it three? Is it three? Well, if you get it right, we're gonna give you some bells. If you get it wrong, we're gonna give you this. <laughs> All right, so you're going to go with three? Is that your final answer? Yeah.
1: All
4: right, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's actually four.
1: I close, It's actually four. Right? Yeah, that was close. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, good
4: yeah, yeah. To count. Not, not, not too bad. <laughs> all right, okay, all right, Butch, this one's for you. Um, the movie Miracle on 34th Street is based on a real-life department store. What is it?
0: Oh, I could get this one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Just take
5: uh, a stab at it. It is definitely not Montgomery Ward. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. you're kind
4: of close. Is he kind of close there, Jenny? Sure, a little yeah. bit? Yeah. 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 Think She's of another been, one around. I
5: know. Big name. Yeah. Old. Yeah. We've been I, there. I you know. want a clue?
4: I'll give you a clue. Thanksgiving Day Parade.
0: We've been there. Not to the parade, but to the store. Oh.
5: Uh, yeah, I know what it is, but it's not on my tongue.
4: All right, Jenny, yeah. tell him what it is. Macy's, right? It is Macy's, yes. Yeah, yeah Macy's. All right. Oh,
5: boy. I remember them it's running to the way, Marv. Departments.
4: Right, right? Okay, Marv, this one's for you. All righty. <clears throat> In the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, what happened every time a bell rang? Oh, jeez. I know this one, too.
8: Um, it had something to do with angels Okay I think, I think uh, Angel got his wings Yes, there yeah. you go An <laughs> angel God? got
4: his wings Yep, yep Neener, wow. neener, wow. neener <laughs> well, Let's see <laughs> here Any of you guys No, no wings, <laughs> wings on you guys <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right uh, Denver, this oh. one. This one's for you, oh, buddy Oh boy
3: <clears throat> I've been anxious <clears throat>
4: In the classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. What are they? Mean, despicable. This is kind of a tough one. Mean,
2: despicable.
3: And I just... <laughs> uh, I, I listen to a lot of Christmas music I'm blessed by, I guess <clears throat> And uh, they were singing it the other day cheap. Yeah, yeah. I don't know I, Okay, alright Do you guys know? Do you guys want to take a stab at it? Indespicable something
5: It seems like one was unlovable Or something to that effect But I can't, couldn't tell you None of them
4: Okay uh, Here they are Stink Stank, oh, yes. stunk. stunk.
5: Oh, my gosh.
4: Yeah. Those oh, are the three words wow. that describe wow. the Grinch's. I'll, so I'll be listening the
3: rest of the year for that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. So, um, okay. So this is the trivia question for our listeners. Um, the first, uh, not the first person, let's make it the fifth email this time, the fifth email to send in the answer, the correct answer. Okay. So if you send in the wrong answer, then there's going to be the next email after that and the next email after that if you keep sending in the wrong answer. So starting with email number five, um, which popular Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? Nobody here answer that. Nobody in the studio answer that. Just uh, the listeners.
3: That's good. I don't know. So
4: So I don't care if you Google it. I don't care if you know it, whatever. Just send us an email. What is the popular christmas beverage that is called milk punch and we will send you out the take 12 recovery radio christmas cd as well um, so starting with email number five and then uh, later on in the show at some point um the angel's got his wings bell will ring and we'll give another cd away sound good, good sounds good to me that's that's it for take 12 trivia Got you thinking now, huh, Marv? Hmm.
8: I wonder. <clears throat> hey, Marty. Yeah. Did anybody answer the question in the last program? Oh yes, yes they did. Where did
4: I put? Okay, so so yeah, the winner, and I don't have their name down. I mean, do have it down, but I just don't know where I put it. There was a winner, though. Okay, yes, I was yes. just wondering. And the trivia question, what did Marv say you cannot legislate? What did you say you cannot legislate? And that was what, Marv? Morality. Morality. Yeah. You cannot legislate morality. Yeah, and we did have a winner for that. All right. And And uh, they re- they received uh, a, a music CD from Take 12 Radio as well. Um, I'll announce who that was on our next show. Oh, sorry, I just totally set my mind. All right, so... Um, The topic, wow, holidays, staying sober through the holidays, not only staying sober physically, but what about sober-minded, putting up with, uh, you know, talk about fake it till you make it is never more real than when you're hanging with the in-laws that you don't get along with. Uh, That happens in a lot of families from Thanksgiving through Christmas. Um, But there's a lot of stuff going on on the holidays, and um Let's just scratch the surface. It's been just a few seconds. You weren't always doing as well as you're doing today, right, Butch? I mean, you kind of had a mess going
5: on. A little mess. Yeah. Yeah. had it all under control. (laughs) Yeah? No. (laughs) So what was going on, man? Yeah. So I definitely lived a life of addiction, uh, criminality, Um, me, 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 more me. Yeah, and uh, I was pretty lost in ego and pride. Uh, ran a hard, solid muck that drove everything around me to, to, like you said, stink and stunk and stank. Yeah, yeah, was bad. Yeah, six years ago, um, definitely would not have recognized me as no. the same person I am today. That's for sure. Yeah, uh,
4: you've you've undergone a bunch of surgeries.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, seven years ago, I right? uh, ripped my main aorta from head to toe, uh, down, now replaced by nine titanium stents, one going up into my brain, uh, they replaced that, that blood vessel, and uh, I still didn't quit, I went, I didn't even leave the hospital, and I was calling my people, and saying, come bring me my stuff, uh, mm. I led right back on into new addiction, and
6: Quite a while later,
5: I finally caught a pretty solid kick in the, you know, and learned, you know, there was something that I was losing. It was my family. Mm-hmm. It was hard. hmm And uh, I decided I didn't want to keep watching them drift farther and farther away by my actions. So... Yeah. Time to get, get something going. Right. A recovery. Right. Yep.
4: So, uh, Jenny, how long have you guys been married?
0: Uh, 31 years.
4: 31 years. Yeah. So... Part of this stuff has gone on since you guys have been together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. A lot of it. So yes. what do you attribute to you guys sticking it out?
0: Um, I don't know. I guess we just never gave up on each other.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, I just always wanted the man that I married back, and I guess I just was waiting for that to happen and mm-hmm. pretty oblivious to the whole drug stuff. I was pretty naive to that and wasn't a lot of denial about how bad it was. And so I just always knew that he would come back.
5: So deep down inside, there was this good guy. Yeah. That just was covered up by life that before the addiction stuff happened that drove me too. And uh, from childhood, you know, before I even hit uh, middle school, I was already stepping into addiction. So it was in there. And How did that start? Ah, uh, boy. I'd say it's probably uh, peer pressure. You know, hanging out with the wrong crowd. Right. Even way back then, you know, just, uh, living out on the road. My dad committed suicide when I was 13. Wow. Uh, So he, uh, he didn't do it, but there was surely an open door when he wasn't around, you know? And so I was angry. I I drove hard out onto the road Mm -hmm. and, uh, yep. I was in prison by the time I was 17. So, uh. It it was poured out way before. Yeah. Yeah. Hard.
4: J- Jenny, how much ab- about Butch did you actually know you before know, you got married?
0: Not a whole lot. We met and we got married six months later, so there was a lot I didn't know about him. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't know that he did drugs at all. When we got married then our wedding night I found pot in his pocket. He told me it was his friend. His friend gave it to him, and of course I believed him and
5: at least you didn't go with the oregano thing, you know. Yeah. I did tray text before that. Uh, yeah. That's, that was my lie. <laughs> Every time I came in smelling bad.
0: Yeah, I was pretty sheltered as a child, so I didn't I wasn't around it, so I had no clue.
5: <laughs> right.
4: Right. Wow. So when you found out that things kinda how things were evolving with him I think I always thought that he would change for me
0: and that it would get better. And then, I don't know, when he was out there, just out there, gone all the time, I Mm -hmm. just, I never thought that it was about the drugs, stupidly. I thought it was about me. I thought that he just didn't love me enough. And if I was better, he would love me more. And I don't know.
4: Wow. So that, I mean, you sound like the co-author to Codependent No More, right? Oh, yeah. 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 That's a real good, that's the Codependent Love song right there. Uh Uh-huh yeah yeah i will just love him into it right you know and he'll prove his love for me, he'll just stop you know right. that kind of thing right. and it didn't work that way it didn't work that way uh let's go over to marv for a minute um uh, oh. marv you you lost a wife yes in in your recovery, yes, right yep. was it around the holidays or it was in November, okay, so pretty close yeah yeah that's been how many years now? Three. Three years. How are the holidays for you? Well, um... R- related to that, I mean, is it... Is it tough?
8: No, I think I've I pretty well accepted the situation. And, and, um... I get through. I get by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and... and I'm sure you guys will agree with me. It's a matter of the realization that God's in control and I don't have that control mm-hmm. and, and I need to let him take care of it. And yeah. in a big way, that's made a lot of difference. Sure. In my life. Sure. So, but you, Jenny, so what, what are some of the
4: things that you guys do to maintain a healthy recovery? Um, I mean, talk to us about mm. your ministry work in the recovery field. We know that's one of the things that you do, but what are some of the things you do? But
5: start with that one. Yeah, so I'm a ministry leader of Celebrate Recovery. Um, I'm a testimony alumni for Serenity Lane. And mm-hmm. I go down there every month and a half and do a testimony to the in house program. Uh, involved with Teen Challenge, um, a member of AA. Uh, I don't go to N.A. That's just my personal preference. It's a place that leads to more triggers for me than it does sobriety. It's not
4: a good fit for you.
5: Not for me. Okay. You know, I just really, I see a lot of the old in me that it can easily, I can turn it into glorifying uh, the old behavior and actually start liking it. Mm -hmm. My criminal behavior, my gruntness and, and abruptness and, Uh, It's just not, it's like hanging out on the railroad tracks. I just don't hang out on the railroad tracks. It's not a safe place for me. Yeah, It's not good. So uh, that's one I avoid. I do uh, mission trips. I'm uh, devoted and really involved in my church. That helps a lot. Like this morning, I went to a men's uh, breakfast, Mm -hmm. and that's an every Monday deal. So there starts me off on a little bit of prayer and, and gives me some good fellowship. Uh, keeps me in, involved with good people. Um, in saying that, I have to draw lines in the ministry itself of who do I hang out with outside of the meeting. You know, I can't save people, and I can't be there hanging out in a drug dealer's house or or down to bar. You know, while a guy's sipping a beer, I'm just there's no good there for me. So I really got to continue to put a line in front of that and uh, and walk somewhere that is safe and healthy, healthy and wholesome. Yeah. It's uh to continuous battle you know to try sure. to help but not be in it yeah yeah Jenny what about what about you so
4: you guys are kind of partners in this celebrate recovery thing right
0: mhm yeah yeah i think it's important to just stay connected with your recovery and and stay connected with people that you feel comfortable with and that are sober you know it's very important to stay with the friends that you know that will keep you in line and keep you um you know, I'm not, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, and but. Check. Accountable. Check. Accountable, yeah. that's yeah. the word, yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. you accountable, you know. It's important to just stay connected and don't lose that during the holidays. It's easy because you have, like, all these other functions going on and you have parties and stuff you go to. And, like, people there maybe aren't in recovery. And so you just got to, there's a fine line. You have to stay away from certain people.
4: Can Jenny, can you get too busy, though? You can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You can get too busy. You could get frustrated and just like want to shut down.
4: Sure. Yeah. So, what I'm hearing from you guys, a big piece of of maintaining healthy recovery for you is is service work, is being of service to other people.
5: Does that help you stay out of your own head, Butch? Oh, it does a lot. Yeah, it, my head's a mess. It's a squirrel cage. Uh, <laughs> it is. I I describe it as hurricane winds inside of a coffee can. Oh wow! It just is going constantly and it's beating. each, You know, so uh, it's a it's another piece that I'm really working on this year. This year, fifth year, five plus years into sobriety, on my control and and what goes on in my head mm-hmm. is my next step to work on. Mm-hmm. Still working steps. Around yeah. things that control issues, ego and pride, and and this one is a big one, staying out of my head, focusing. So asking other people, uh, calling my sponsor, right? Yeah. Do
4: Do you guys ever find that your your work within the twelve step community, celebrate recovery, twelve step other twelve step programs, et cetera, that It gets exhausting to the point where you just get tired of the same old thing over and over again. The people going, coming in, the people coming out, the same people going out every time they come in. (laughs) That kind of thing. And that's got to wear on you because you guys have been doing this for a long time, right? Is it ever, especially during the holidays, we see a lot of train wrecks. Does it ever get discouraging? Jenny, I'll ask you. I
0: Yeah, sometimes it does, I think, but you have to remember that to just stay focused on yourself sometimes, you know. You can't Mm -hmm. just be all about them because their recovery is their recovery, and you can't just focus on that all the time. And it's hard sometimes when you just want to fix someone, but they're not fixable at this point, and it's not their time maybe. And, yeah, it does get frustrating, but you just got to move forward and, you know, help that next person if you can.
5: What about you, Butch? So my our program, Celebrate Recovery, is Hurts, Habits, and Hang-Ups. Right. Uh, one so. of my big habits today, or in the last years, has been that I will put in a lot of time with people mm. and not focus on my wife and my life. Ah. I will go in all day and, and be overwhelmed. I'll be answering calls throughout the night. Um, something I'm working on this year, again, you know, there's some stuff for me to set down. This year, I'm going to take a break after five years of running step classes. Uh, God mm-hmm. runs it, in my mm-hmm. mind. But, uh, but you facilitate, I'm the, facilitate the, the step meter. classes, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's a group of guys, and they sit in a room, and we go through steps, uh, one through 12, 24 different uh, individual lessons in those mm-hmm. 12 steps, and break it down. Uh, same same stuff: denial, you know, powerless, uh, yeah. all the way through, amends. Uh, um but there's a point where, even though I'm learning every year, I'm in it nonstop. I haven't taken a break in five years. So this year I'm, I'm taking a break. Good for and, you. Uh, out of that step class, I'll still be a facilitator, the leader of uh, the ministry leader. Let's say that God ministry Julie, leader, uh, right? Yeah. The, the facilitator of the program, but uh, this year it's not my place. I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and let somebody else run it. Yeah. And then you know about uh, recovering the park. Sure. That's a big event. Uh, this year I'm going to step back a little bit farther Than I have this last year Yeah, So it's time to kind of manage my time And, and you can get so Overwhelmed And right. so uh, What's the word where you just don't stop um, <laughs> Addicted <yeah. laughs> what, Is that Is that addictive? Yeah. <laughs> it is Addicted to yeah putting my hands in all the time Right
2: And
0: I think for you a lot of it is the control You need to let go of it's don't, hard for don't you? Don't listen to
4: her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she can call you out on that. She's Because, the one. because as a codependent, and, and by the way, listeners, we pretty much have come to the conclusion over the years that not all codependents are addicts or alcoholics, but all addicts and alcoholics are pretty codependent, right? <laughs> um, but she could have wrote the book on codependency. So when she sees it in you and calls you out, she's probably right right butch
5: she is i'm sitting i'm, <laughs> sit, I'm sitting on my hands money that's what i do i've been taught by one of my counselors to sit on my hands it makes me quieter and i can listen cuz i talk with my hands so yeah uh yeah she is an ace uh, i lean yeah. on her through these times to know what i can and can't do a lot yeah more than what i think i can and can't do i i need help sure that's just the deal i'll need help forever and if I don't take it, then I'm in this squirrel cage by myself, and that's like a dark room, with the lights out. Not
4: so uh, let's talk about let's talk about family and the holidays and sobriety. Huh. Uh, it has been said that n- there isn't anybody out there that'll push you over the edge to take that first drink than that good unhealthy in law, or maybe that significant other, or that friend of the family that uncle Joe or whatever, you guys have any folks like that in your life that you have to kind of hold each other to a higher standard as far as your accountability goes when they're around during the holidays.
5: Anger is one of the biggest pieces in recovery that we can fall to. Uh, Resentment and blame, but anger is something that is reactive Instead of being proactive to a situation, and when you're when you're reacting, you can fall mm-hmm. into what's the easy way, what's the easy move to get out of it. How yeah. how do we flow from there? And that's that's something that I work on, and I need help. Uh, I can get angry about money, about other people's opinions or their actions, and. Uh, boy, I can get in there, and I can start building up and building up and building up, and before I know it, I'm I'm already headed towards relapse. It, it, is it is it is it easier or harder to deal
4: with your anger issues as somebody in recovery when it comes to family around the holidays than it is other people in the program, so
5: to speak? Is it harder for you to deal with family or? I would say it's probably pretty even lately, but definitely in the past, family has been the trigger Mm. for me. Uh, Mm. uh, My daughter, I love her. She is so much like me that I hate her uh, Mm. because she can be just like me and she knows it all. And, you know, I've told her many times, I'm just better at convincing you that I know more than you. Other than that, we, you know, we'd battle forever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, She's an a. She's changed a lot herself. Yeah. So this year's been good. So that might be a lightened piece too. That she's sure. Changing so much that we're starting to go the right way separately together.
4: What about you, Jenny? How, is it easier to, to to deal with family or people in the program? Um, I
0: think it it's pretty through? even for me. I mean, is it? Yeah. 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 I don't think that it's any harder with the family.
2: So so
4: talk about the importance of doing more than just meeting attendance. Hmm. Yeah. Particularly this time of year.
5: Yeah. I I always uh ask Jenny to keep me on a leash is the way I described it. Like going to old neighborhoods. I would love to a, a buddy hit me up a while back and he's homeless and uh, I've known him since we were kids. Well, there's some triggers to her of me using with him and not being home but being his house and because he's homeless i want to get him in the program i want to fix him i want to show him light and right and uh, i brought him to church that was great but after church i'm going home and he has to go somewhere else so um that's a piece that you know my walk on the everyday battle um my spiritual you know fulfillment Mm -hmm. if i'm not spiritually full then on losing ground, we've noticed it lately. We've we've been hit by uh, finances and and job change and the schedule, and uh, so I have to pick up different meetings, or I have to make the effort to go to the meeting whether, whether I have the time or not. But not just the meeting; it's like a fellowship. Um, uh, people that are good and wholesome. It's hard. It's uh, the meeting will only get me to the door. You know, it will only get me to the thought of what's going on in life. Right.
4: Right. So you have people in your life, and Jenny, you do too, right, that have permission to anchor in your chain any they want. Mm-hmm. If they think you're going off the rails a little too much or, or whatever. Um, is it, Can that be uncomfortable, though, when somebody calls you out?
0: I think it depends on who they are. Like, if you're <laughs> very comfortable with them and you know that they know you so well and that they know what you're doing wrong and you just have confidence in them and you look up to them, then sometimes it's not so bad because you feel like, they're right, you know, but sometimes when the, even when they are right, you kind of have a resentment towards that because, like, whatever, I don't want to listen to you, you know, it just depends on the situation, I guess. Sure, like him, he can't tell me I'm wrong because that makes me resentful. <laughs> ah, sure wrong,
5: right? I don't, yeah. I stay out of that, but I think today. it's ha-
0: that also has to do with the controlling thing that he works with. Like, I, yeah. I've lived along time with him with him yeah. like being controlling and stuff and so I kind of have
4: learned to
5: I built the codependency yeah. in her over years. That's an so, interesting statement. She I was, built the codependency see, in her see he's
0: controlling everything now. <laughs> By saying
5: that I'm trying to control her codependency. Yeah. So this year is man, it has been so hard to stay in my place. Right. To not tell her, Jenny you're worthy. You you can you can ask for a raise. You can you can go do this deal You don't need to take that. I need to keep my mouth shut and let Jenny do Jenny. Let God do his work with her and stay out of the way. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Because I'm the one so close to her. And and it hurts emotionally not to help her. But it's her growth. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to give CD away. Nice.
4: Yeah. Like the bell? Like that, Marv? Huh? Huh? Not, Smile? Not really. No, you don't like it. <laughs> Another angel, no, Mark. Really. Mark, Mark, Mark. Mark doesn't like it. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, this time we're gonna give we're gonna give not only the uh, Take 12 Radio Christmas CD away, but also we're gonna give away Walking Through the Big Book. Uh, it's an audio DVD with 34 one-hour workshops uh, that is facilitated by myself and Mr. Chris S. And uh, we're going to give that away with the CD. Okay, that will be to the 10th email. The 10th email, Take 12 Radio, T-A-K-E, the number 12 radio, at comcast.net. So email number 10. Uh, And you have to say Merry Christmas. Give me your address, your mailing address. And uh, we'll announce all these winners um, on our next show. Uh, And if you do win, however, we will uh, definitely, I need to throw my mic back. To where it was. All right. We definitely will um you'll know right away if if you're one of the winners during this week before our next show. So there you go. Um what do you think about all this this uh this stuff, you guys? I mean, uh Marv, you were married in the program in your twelve step fellowship. Um your wife passed away. Um you are now the bachelor, right? Yep. Yeah, you and your truck. Yeah, yeah, my horse and and your horse, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, Denver and you and, and you're single, right? This is not your favorite time of year. We've talked about that before. Um, so Marv, you first. What are some of the good points of this time of year for you? Okay, oh there's boy. none. Okay, Denver, Jan- no. <laughs> January. <laughs> No, go ahead, Marv.
8: Uh, oh, I, I'll i tell you what. I've got a lot of blessings. Yeah. And um, I'm grateful.
4: Mm. So gratitude's a biggie. Yeah. Yeah.
8: But, you know, to just kind of all of a sudden come up with all this stuff. I, oh, sure. Stuff well, just pick need one. need to think about. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just grateful. Grateful. God, yeah. God's uh, pretty darn good.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. Denver, what about you, man? Is there is there is there something during this time of year that you are grateful for? Yeah, I've lost a couple family members in December, and
3: uh, everything changed the dynamics of the family. when, yeah. when that happened. Uh, as far as thankful goes, I have some wonderful things that happened this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a difficult time of season for me. Uh, I just it, the weather change you know you wake up it's foggy cold dark and uh right you get out here and the crowds are crazy people running red lights to get to black friday and cyber monday so uh it it just everything gets busy in december and i appreciate the hurricane in a can Mm. that's my brain quite quite often is it so uh yeah i'm happy to uh get through the holiday and start uh, you know heading towards summer again sure i like my short pants yeah so but i it's been a a fantabulous year there has been some phenomenal things happen in my life so i'm grateful for that
4: good deal good deal so what are your plans what are you guys' plans going forward into 2020 anything new for butch and jenny Not going to the Bahamas I, for a vacation, no, or
0: no i'm I don't know I
4: which I is you're gonna like... you're gonna pull back a little bit
5: financially, yeah, definitely, yeah. financially, we've gotten hit, you know just really this year has been our struggle right your life's gonna continue, and, and there's gonna be a new piece that is around the recovery that can rock your world, yeah, uh, and financially that was it. Her job, she she worked for eighteen years and and just lost Mega Foods shut down in London, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and that changed everything. So from there to a minimum wage uh, Winko, good place if you're there for twenty years, she'd be a millionaire. So she would have sure. been to that level. So what does that look like? Uh, how's the struggle? How much pain is her body in making that transformation from? Uh, a better position to a harder position, you know. There's so much that's just this year is going to be uh, finding each other and getting really back into the word. I think, yeah, and for us, that's yeah. what we're missing this year. How do we work that around a schedule? We're we're just not together in a quality time. You know, if she works three, two to eleven, something like that. Getting home at midnight, tired. Uh, getting up at eight, nine, the dogs were boom, boom, boom. The day's over for her and she's off to work again. So,
4: you guys recognize that there's a need there to kind of regroup and readjust. And so, do you have a plan going forward and doing that, Jenny?
0: Um, you know, I've been thinking about taking some online classes and hopefully, maybe I'll do that and try to find a different position or something i don't know just i think something needs to change with my job it's just hard yeah i worked six to three for 20 years and now i'm working three to eleven that's kind of a difficult transition when you're used to a certain time of day and i feel like i miss a lot in the evenings Mm -hmm. i miss celebrate recovery a lot because i'm working and and i work on sundays and so i just i would really like to find something that's like monday through friday and not the difficult hours and yeah yeah i just i just need to um put myself forward and make that change i think sure that's the hard part for me is stepping out of myself and
4: doing it yeah but but you guys will do it you guys you guys will do it so you know i i know there's people are listening that that they're going through these changes too they got to regroup in 2020 we always have this uh New Year's resolution thing that people say they're going to do and don't do and blah, 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 right? Right. 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 But it's it's okay to have a starting point to start yeah. fresh. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a good thing. So that's – people without a vision perish, the Bible says, yeah. right? If you don't have a plan, you're probably not going anywhere. Yeah. Right?
5: So, so we have a uh, dry erase board or a chalkboard at home that we bought at Hobby Lobby. It's real mm-hmm. cheap, easy deal. We used to write scripture on it. Uh I really have been thinking and, and I'm going to pull it up, and we're going to start putting down some times, and we're going to start really setting time to be not if we can make it, these are the deals, and start putting in some time some quality time together uh, and the date night. you know it needs oh, to that's important. Oh my gosh. yeah, yeah, very and important. It, and it needs to be something I I pick up the pieces and, and put together the puzzle. Uh, without being able to see, it's hard for me. Okay. No excuses. You know, that's the deal in my life. That's what I see today. I, I can't use, I can't see as an excuse. I have to find a way around it. Yeah. So it's time to get busy. And uh, if we wait, we're sitting in complacency. Yeah. Uh, complacency was easy when we thought we had money and, and the new home was cool and the new car. And, and then, you know, we can't be complacent to, we don't know where to go from here. We have to be on track and start picking up some pieces and and stamping on them. Uh, I love God. Marv says it, and I will never forget it. I've picked it up in meetings. God doesn't make garbage. Mm. I picked it up from him in meetings, and I love to stamp that, to really just put a, a belief in that and find what he wants for us to do. Um, he is my higher power. Jesus Christ is my higher power.
4: So that sounds like a really, really good launching point um, as a suggestion to our listeners from you, right? God yeah. doesn't make garbage. does not. No matter how you feel, and Marv talks about how you feel a lot, right, Marv? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, we can't base things on our feelings. So regardless of how you feel... <laughs> The truth of the matter is, God doesn't make garbage. People need to understand that going into the new year.
5: Yeah. Right. Depression is a disease, and it's yeah, inside it of a really person. Be. You know, and you you got to understand that you are worthy. So uh, the Bible will tell you. And we just got to hear it, and we got to believe it. And He does not. I love it, Marv. I really, really love it. I've said it to many people, and they've heard it and took it with them. Mm-hmm. So we get to take that piece, and if we can give it out, somebody else. Uh, believe
4: it nice it's you nice Jenny what would you like to say to the listeners as we close out today
0: um I don't I agree Moving with forward. that yeah. God loves us all and he just wants us to be happy I think and I think that if we just turn to him which I haven't been doing lately I don't think I need to do that take my own advice turn to God and just move forward
4: yeah yeah
0: God loves us
4: if anybody out there is listening today and you can identify and you'd like to share your story with us or, or a prayer request, uh, please email us at take12radio at comcast.net. One more time. One more CD we're giving out. Uh, so this will be the 20th email, the 20th email, take12radio at comcast.net. Say Merry Christmas. Give us your address. We'll send you. The Take 12 Radio Christmas CD, which has got a ton of stuff on it that you're going to appreciate. Thanks, you guys Thank you guys for Thank coming you. in. Thank you for Thank having
8: us. You. Thank you all.
4: Marvin Denver? Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll be back next time, right? Yes, yeah, we'll next time, right? January. <laughs> yeah, January.
5: January. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> um, next, week's, uh, next week's show it will be uh, <coughs> entitled to overcome with uh, CDAC <laughs> Level 2, Mr. Dave Fleming. Uh, And we'll be talking about uh, stuff going on in the holidays as well. Uh, Some suggestions to uh, keeping your head up and uh, moving forward, putting one foot in front of the other, doing the next right thing. All right. So our closing song, actually, it's several songs. It's a medley um, by Blake and Jenna Bullerjack. And I just want to thank, I'm going to zip the camera back over here again. You guys can wave. Wave. Say there there's jenny and butch thank you guys so much for coming in and uh and sharing some of your experience strength and hope on this our christmas special for 2019 so here is uh blake and jenna bowler jack uh you can visit their website at blake and com with their medley of christmas songs i hope you enjoy this Blake and Jenna Bullerjack. For more of their great, encouraging, and positive music, visit their website at BlakeandJenna.com. And may I take an opportunity once more to thank each and every one of you, our listeners, for tuning into our shows for almost 16 years now. The original Recovery Talk and Positive Music radio station, Take 12 Recovery Radio. And to all of our sponsors and supporters, God bless you for everything that you've done for us over the years. May you have an incredible holiday season. And a special thank you to all of our co-hosts, all of our guests. The amount of encouragement, strength, and hope that you have shared over the airways over the years has been a major positive influence in so many people's lives who need hope in recovery. To all of you, thank you and God bless you. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family wishing you a very Merry Christmas and God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now.
7: This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.
1: she's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>